And we're back with another exciting podcast here on a beautiful Sunday afternoon in downtown San Diego. I am Thomas James. I am joined by my good friends, producer Josh Woods and our social media director, Louis Cerrone. Louis, what's good? What are you doing today? Everything's good, man. It's another beautiful day here in sunny San Diego. It's living life, living a su- the summer life here in San Diego. Louis, of course, has recovered from last week when we had the XFS fighter Bo Hart here choking him out. So it's good to see you alive, Louis. Yeah, man. I, I was, I'm telling you, I was blacking out there for a second. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out the video, you guys need to go on Facebook and check out the fi- video of me getting choked out. Um, I see you have no redness around the neck. I mean, it kind of cleared up. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a scary moment in my life. I thought I was going to be, uh, you know, yeah, I don't no, know. I, I, don't I could see I, it. <laughs> I, I, you'd see the, the anguish in his face, Josh. I'm, I'm glad he made it through that ordeal, and he's here with us again on another beautiful day in San Diego. And we're going to jump right into it, folks. we got a lot going on in the baseball world. We actually have an expert who's going to be joining us momentarily. He's coming to us from Phoenix today, so we got him on the phone his name is Connor Dorney. Connor, how are you doing out there today? I'm doing good, man. How are you guys? I am doing excellent. I am here with uh, Good Company. We're ha- hanging out, having some fries here at Carnitas. They're known for their fries and their burritos and tacos, so having a good time out here. What about you? How are you doing out there in Phoenix? I- I'm good. I'm good, man. I- now, just a quick question, though. I'm not going to get like choked out if this is- isn't a good segment, right? Like, I just want to make sure, put that out there. You know, Nobody's going to come choke me out for this if it isn't a good segment. <laughs> well, you know, we'll we'll see. We can't we can't guarantee your wow. safety, but uh, I have okay. confidence I'll that you will. I'll admit you paused produce. a little too long on that answer. I'll admit you paused a little too long, but I'm okay with it. We're going to go ahead with it and get into it. Well, first things first. I see your beloved Mariners are having a good night tonight. Last I checked, they were up four to nothing today on the Cubbies. Looks like Felix uh, settled down after a little bit of a scare, but Felix striking right. out the side there in the first looked good. First start in Wrigley Field, I saw. Yeah, and this is actually the first time the Mariners have been on uh, Sunday Night Baseball, and I think it's 12 years. So uh, finally getting a little exposure, a uh, team that's you know why at least that, above Connor? 500. Why, why, why hasn't Seattle been on Sunday Night Baseball in 12 years? Does that make well, any sense? Be, it does, based on some of the teams that they've fielded in the past. Uh, I don't know. I guess uh, ESPN doesn't really care too much about West Coast Baseball unless it's the Dodgers or the Giants uh, most recently. But uh yeah, the Mariners haven't exactly been a, a national TV draw for ratings uh, any time in, in those last 12 years. But uh, maybe it's starting to turn around. So, Yeah, I think so. I think the Mariners have a good squad. I like their lineup. I really like this guy who had the big hit yesterday. He's hitting second. Martin, I believe. Leonis yeah, Martin. yeah, Leonis Martin. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's been a really good addition. Uh, he, he had a really poor year in Texas last year. But, uh, you know, one of the things that Jerry Depoto has been able to do since he came over is really – kind of add pieces here and there that that make them better in the short term as well as the long term and to be honest he really had nothing to deal with uh from the farm system so it it, he had to get pretty creative uh when he got hired last winter but he's done a pretty good job and obviously it's showing by the fact that they're uh, still in the wild card race and speaking of the team they're playing tonight the cubs i want to get into Mm -hmm. some of these trades that are going down they add aroldis chapman and they add him now as their closer does this make them the team to beat? I've been reading a lot from some of these national writers that this all of a sudden will vault them into the World Series. Are you buying that? What's your take on this? I mean, they were a World Series contender to begin with. So anytime you add a guy at the back end of the bullpen, 
that has stuff as electric as Chapman, and obviously there's plenty of his uh, character concerns that you can go through. You know, granted they gave up a pretty hefty price to get him, uh, but you know, like I said, they were a World Series contender before, and when you add someone like that, you know, you don't get worse certainly. So the Cubs have had the luxury of having you know one of the most stacked. Uh, farm systems in the game over the last few years so it affords them the opportunity to make these deals you know it might be more than another team would be willing to pay if that would completely gut their system but uh, they've got plenty of cards to deal and and they feel like this is the year for sure and speaking of another reliever coming from the Yankees Andrew Miller by the way the Yankees when's the last time they've been sellers Connor I, I can't remember the last time I, yeah I don't know if they've they've always been uh, too prideful to the ever be really labeled as sellers but i really like what they i think that they've probably had the best uh you know trading season of any team so far just based on the returns they got for for chapman and miller um they basically maximized the value of guys that they knew weren't going to be big enough helps for them uh, to contend in the near future and obviously we've talked about this before on the podcast you know pretty much everybody in that lineup is 40 plus years old it feels like uh, yeah. So I, I think Cashman sort of, you know, maybe has been trying to get something like that done. And then, as he said recently, he got ownership on board, which is obviously the, a big step, uh, you know, when you're talking about the Yankees. So they certainly got a whole bunch of talent back. And, uh, you know, their system went from being pretty average uh, to being probably one of the top five systems in the game so far. And what do you make of Andrew Miller? now with Cleveland, does this make Cleveland a team that's going to compete in the postseason, possibly make a World Series run? I mean, I think so. Anytime that you have as good a starting rotation as Cleveland has, you know, that can carry you deep into the postseason, certainly. Um, Adding a guy like Andrew Miller at the back of the pen, you know, he's electric. The numbers over the last few years have been really astonishing. And not only that, but he's also under club control for uh, two years following this season. So even if you get into a situation where, uh, you know, over the next couple years after this season, maybe things aren't going so well, you can still be able to flip him because he will still be, you know, extremely valuable. Flip him for some prospects in return, uh, you know, once you feel like you have the rest of the bullpen solidified around him. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Cleveland, obviously, they've been since June, uh, I think, the best record in baseball. So they're going to be certainly a team to be reckoned with. And uh, they could have been even uh, looking better today if, if the Jonathan Lucroy trade had gone through. Right. And speaking of Jonathan Lucroy, he's staying with Milwaukee. And does that move surprise you? Jonathan Lucroy, I have heard his name too often in the press, but now he's demanding to stay with Milwaukee. And it looks like he's going to be staying there the rest of the season. I heard reports indicating that he didn't want to be stuck in Cleveland for 2017 and he would rather hit free agency early if he had to go to Cleveland. What's going on there? Why wouldn't Jonathan Lucroy want to go to a first-place team? Well, I mean, let's be honest. Nobody probably wants to be stuck in the city of Cleveland ever, aside from maybe if you're LeBron. But <laughs> right. uh, Joe Kim Noah it, famously it, said that. I think it was 2010 yeah. he said that. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it's it's a weird situation. I, I get it from Lucroy's sense that you know he had the no-trade option. He had the, the list of clubs on that. It's, it's totally in his rights to be able to veto a trade to a place that he doesn't want to go. You know, that's, you know, a family situation. There's a lot of things that factor into that decision. And the fact that, you know, 
he's probably on one of the most team-friendly uh, contracts in all of baseball. So I can get it from that sense. But at the same time, I mean, it wasn't like anyone was going to steal his job in Cleveland. Jan Gomes was probably on his way out. He certainly wasn't going to um, steal at-bats away from Lucroy, uh, who's one of the best catchers in the game. So, you know, it makes sense maybe if, if the decision was mostly personal. But, you know, from a play playing standpoint and, you know, wanting to maybe join a team, now he doesn't really have the leverage uh, that he maybe could have had uh, had he gone to Cleveland. Because if he goes to Cleveland and produces, you know, he still hits free agency after next year. He could still be paid handsomely. So, you know, there are so many different factors in that situation that make it kind of weird. Uh, you know, I guess we'll never know really the full extent of, of what happened, though. Right. And speaking of another deal that went down it seems like there's a lot of closers trading ball clubs right now that are moving around those are the pieces that seem to be the most desired and it makes sense because if you look at the world series champions it's been all about that bullpen mark melanson Mm -hmm. going from pittsburgh to washington what is your take on this move is this a a big deal is this going to make washington finally reach that world series that they've coveted for so long well i mean i did pick a Nationals Indians World Series at the beginning of the year, so I'm hoping that's a possibility. Uh, that's you know, impressive. obviously, it's, I, I don't yeah. think I heard anybody pick Washington. That's and Cleveland. Cleveland's well, the one I don't think anyone picked. So that's a big con- well, congrats th- to you, yeah, man. for me, for me, I think it was it was a factor of Cleveland had the pieces in their system, and th- and that's the one thing that it kind of comes down to at deadline time. Like, do you have the prospects to move to be able to get guys you want when you want them? Because if you don't, then, you know, maybe you have to sell off more than you're willing to. And it might hurt you more in the short term than just kind of trading off distant prospects and max, uh, you know, selling them high or, or what have you. I mean, Melanson um, is a great addition. Obviously, his numbers have been great uh, in Pittsburgh. And it's not as flashy as a deal as, you know, Chapman or uh, Miller by any means. But I think it's definitely going to solidify Washington and you know, like we've seen over the past couple seasons, especially with the Royals, when you have a solid back end of the bullpen, you got a chance to go far in the playoffs. I agree. I agree. And if you look at the playoff teams in contention, the playoff contenders, I think they all made pretty good moves. I, I would definitely be excited if I'm a Cubs fan or a Nationals mm-hmm. fan. John, you you going to throw the San Diego Padres I'm getting that, that pool of contenders? I'm getting to that here. Hold on. Just what hold league on. are they contending in, by the way? That is going to be my next question, I Josh. Mean, co- I mean, Connor, I guess I can steal Thomas's question. What do, What is your take on all these trades the Padres are doing? The Matt, Matt Kemp trade most recently, Drew Pomeranz, Fernando Rodney. Right. <clears throat> are they it's, building towards the future, future, or are they throwing away that future I mean, the pieces that they're getting back no doubt have talent. It's just sort of confusing on a year-to-year basis to, you know, figure out exactly what direction they're going. Because, you know, two years ago they take on Kemp's contract, uh, you know. Right, and, and now here's, they're, here's the first. They're basically desperate to get rid of it because the guy that they, uh, they get back in return is going to be DFA'd, and that's a whole other messy situation. So, you know. They're getting talent back in these deals. I mean, Anderson Espinosa in particular in the Pomeranz deal. I mean, scouts really love that guy. There have been comps to Pedro Martinez thrown around with him. You know, he's only 19, I believe, you know, touching 99 on the gun. has Shows a really advanced feel for pitching. 
but at the same time, he's also very young and you don't know how that's going to project as he, you know, as his career moves along. Right. And I was going to say the Padres, and I put this on my Facebook, my Twitter, by the way, at Thomas James DZP, if you want to see what I think about the Padre moves. But what I really noticed is, yes, year one, and you hit it on nail in the head just now, they trade for all these veterans. And then year two, and they give up, by the way, big time prospects. One of them, Trey Turner's right. in D.C. now. He's supposed to be a stud. Mm-hmm. And they give up mm-hmm. guys like that. And now year two, you're doing the exact opposite. You're taking your veterans and trading them away for prospects. It's just like you're going in a circle. doesn't make any sense, in my opinion. And you take yeah. on a contract. You mentioned this guy earlier, uh, the guy that they just got from Atlanta, who right. just served 82 games for domestic violence. I mean, for God's right. sakes, what kind of message are you sending to the fans? We don't, we don't want you to have your all-star. We're going to take a guy who's – you know, suspended for basically assaulting women. That's who we want in yeah. return. And by the way, we're giving the Braves ten and a half million dollars on top of this. It makes no sense to me. And so that's yeah, why I mean, I'm I'm extremely frustrated as a San Diego guy. And I I want to get your perspective on this because you're more national. You'll probably have a view that's more national on this. But being from Seattle, you probably have a different perspective. But yeah, I don't get it at all, man. What 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 are they doing? I mean, I mean, it's pretty bad when, you know, talking about trading a guy like Kemp, when the guy you're getting in return is not only has he been a really bad baseball player since he signed out of Cuba like a few years ago, I believe it was, you know, but he's obviously an even worse human being. So, right. And it said in the in the release, they released the details, five and a half million. That's how much it's going to save them, according to the baseball guys that are crunching the numbers. I don't get it. It makes no sense for five and a half million. yeah, it, I mean, it seems like their focus this year is is to get rid of and and granted, you know, Kemp can hit some home runs, but he has basically zero value outside of that. But is that and that's but, really that's a really tough sell at a place like Petco Park, and the fur it's it's one of those things when you have a player like that, the further along you get into his contract, the worse it looks, you know. So I can understand trying to jump ship from that. But it also sort of, you know, like you were talking about year one, trading for him, it goes against what they started out as whatever the vision might have been. So that's why it's, you know, confusing in that sense. It kind of contradicts the moves that they were making, you know, just two years prior. So you're not really sure what the long-term goal is. And, you know, there's plenty. Man, uh, Manny Margot is a really great player. We saw him in the Futures game uh rob a home run you know he's he could be a special guy in center field they've got hunter renfro in the wings so there there's certainly a lot of talent in san diego's system but you're not exactly sure what the long-term goal of everything is based on the moves that preller has made yep like i said does not make any sense to me i don't understand it josh you have a question for connor here i mean i was just gonna say is that meant the, the matt kemp trade is that even worth it to get rid of a guy who has potential and then you get a new guy who brings character issues to the team. Is is it even worth it? Well, in my opinion, it's from, not. From from what I understand, uh, Oliveira is likely to be DFA'd. Uh, you know, this is a guy who he's had his suspension, which I believe ends on Tuesday. But there's also a chance that he's going to be serving jail time. So this is not a guy that's going to you know help out your roster in any way, for whatever reason it may have been you know, they felt like clearing as much of Kemp's money as possible, uh, you know, because he might be a guy who, you know, next year had some, I don't know how, but even less trade value uh, than he did in, in this market. So 
I guess they, you know, for a team like San Diego that can't afford to go out and spend like, say, the Cubs can or the Red Sox can, maybe clearing money that they feel like is not going to be valuable in the long term is is more valuable than you kind of uh, just going along with the process of keeping Matt Kemp on on the roster for two more b- potentially really bad seasons. Right. I think a lot of us are are just frustrated that you trade him away for not even a prospect. The guy's 31 years old. He's signed mm-hmm. 62 million for 6 years. This guy Oliver, Hector yeah. Oliver, just to me it makes no sense. And then, you know, some of these other trades, BJ Upton to the Blue Jays, you're still paying 17 of the 22 million. Why would you trade him if you're paying that much? I mean, the Padres are still on the hook for most of this money. But it's beyond words. I, I yeah, I had <laughs> no idea what they're doing down there at Peco Park. I was telling Connor here off the air before he came on, I was like, bro, we're going to go protest outside Peco Park one of these days. Let's get everybody, all the <laughs> listeners out there, we want to meet at Peco Park. Send us your thoughts. Maybe there's a certain game we should we should, we should should go to and be outside and have our fire A.J. Preller signs and, and try to get some, some people yeah, like I, to do something. I mean, the Padres have been so bad for so long. At one point, At what point does management, or I should say ownership, clean house, start fresh? At what point? Yeah, well, I, I can say that as a Mariners fan, sometimes that's not always the best solution. Uh, sometimes you manage to somehow bring in guys that are worse. So uh, That's what we're saying. Uh, you know, Preller, Preller is a smart guy. And, and believe me, you know, if Anderson Espinosa turns into the guy that, you know, a lot of scouts think he will be, uh, you know, if Renfro comes up and, and plays really well, if Marco becomes a star in center, uh They've, they've certainly got a lot of talent to, to build from, but you're risking a lot on, this, on the fact that that talent is very young and, and difficult to truly project uh, into the Major League Baseball. However, as it stands right now, the Padres are just a bad team that are making bad, desperate decisions. Yeah, well, at least they're just being consistent with uh, how <laughs> they view their roster. Yeah, that, you're right about that. That's the positive, right? Consistency. They always say it's consistency just, is important. Well, they're consistent. It's just, yeah. It's I just feel like, like the Padres. It's just like first round picks for the Seattle Mariners. Every year, you're like, how can this get worse? And then they, they pick someone, and you realize, oh, it can get worse. I, I feel so, like the, you know, yeah. they're a model of consistency. I feel like the Padres and the Chargers have a yearly meeting, and they 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 get in cahoots together, and they go. <laughs> How can we make this city's teams worse? <laughs> what bad decisions can we do to please the people? Yeah, Connor, we'll if, have you on again to talk Joey Bosa. <laughs> you can try to talk us off the ledge with that one, too. <laughs> it's just bad all the way around out here with the football and the baseball teams. At least uh, we got the beach, man. Thank thank the Lord, San Diego, yeah, we have a beach say, here. I, I almost feel bad for you, but you guys are sitting on a beach right now, so I, I can't, can't feel too bad. All right, Connor. Well, it was great to have you with us once again. It's been a while. We're gonna have to have you on again a little more, a little more frequently. You know, I definitely want to have you on again before September or during those races in September to break down the baseball month of December of September because that's when everybody's gonna be tuning in and everybody's gonna to want to know what's going on. Absolutely, I, I appreciate you guys having me. That was a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. Looking forward to it. And if you're ever in San Diego, come join us. Carnita Snack Shack, man. Taco on me. Yep, and fire A.J. Preller. Maybe I'll join a protest. Please. 
please. We we could use you, man. Another voice at the stadium. So but, far, you've only got three. So you're going to need a little bit more to get this movement going. Oh, uh, yeah. We will. We will. The listeners, I know they're going to come out. They're going to come out. They're going to help us out. So it's going to be a good time. But have fun with the rest of your night, man. And uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. Great. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That was Connor Dorney joining us from Phoenix, our MLB expert, giving us a little knowledge on the MLB trade line or deadline trades that have gone down the past few days, giving us a little bit of optimism about the Potters. I can't say I'm feeling too optimistic after that, though. He didn't really give me too much to uh, feel good about after these last few days and all the trades we've seen here in San Diego. But with that, we're going to have to go to the phone lines because our phone lines are buzzing right now. And we got, uh, we got quite a few blinking reds. We're going to go to a caller who actually called in about a month ago. It was a good call. So we'll go to Anthony. Anthony in San Diego is joining us. Anthony, what's on your mind today? Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, what's on my mind? Right now, I feel terrible for anyone who holds season tickets or package tickets or anything regarding the San Diego Padres. What a joke. I, I don't know what you think. I actually think the Kemp trade is the worst trade I've ever heard. Well, I said ever. that I said that after they did the deal with the Blue Jays, Anthony, where B.J. Upton was basically given up and paid for. The Blue Jays don't have to pay him anything, really, and we get a unknown prospect. And then the Matt Kemp trade, you're right. That one-ups it because not only do they get rid of Matt Kemp, they get a 31-year-old who's coming off a domestic violence suspension of 82 games and is owed $62 million over the next four years. No, I, I, look, I don't even know if I understand the trade. I'm, I'm horrible at math, but, but here's how I, I think it works. We're going to give the Braves Matt Kemp and $10 million. Right. And then we're going to get this guy, whatever his name is, Hector, whoever. Like you said, he can't play. We've already cut him and released him, and we're going to pay him $30 million. And apparently... We've saved $30 million, but we've given away $40 million, and we have no one to show for it. Is, is that correct? What I, what I was reading, Anthony, is that sources are saying over the long haul, which is the next four years or three years with the Kemp and the Olivero contracts both expiring after 2019, we will have saved $5.5 million. So it's all for $5.5 million of salary oh. relief. It's way less than what I thought. Well, I actually think everyone involved with this trade, especially on the San Diego side, should be fired. I don't know when AJ Preller comes up with these ideas. I know he's a hipster. I know he at wears 4 skinny jeans. Anthony, at 4 a.m. Apparently, the trade went down at 4 a.m. So he's up all night long, probably sipping on some cocktails down in the lab. And then he makes the phone call. Hey, Atlanta. Hey, I have this great idea. I want to give you our best player for a guy that's been suspended the whole season. What do you think? Is it a deal? <laughs> I I agree with you. I mean, he obviously he's drinking craft beer. He's wearing his skinny jeans. He still has yet to comb his hair. And the whole deal is is just ridiculous. Is ridiculous. One horrible trade trade, excuse me, after the next. And I agree with you on the BJ Upton trade. I'm still I'm still TO'd about uh the Drew Pomeranz trade. The guy made the All Star team. Oh, there's so many, so, so many, Anthony, and we haven't even got into the Florida trades, giving away Rodney, Casher. I would actually love to see the Marlins <laughs> win the World Series just so I can see all these ex-Padres enjoy a championship like we usually do here in San Diego. We always see our former players win. But we, we haven't run the slate yet. We still have to give away Will Myers. 
Oh yeah, Will, Will Myers is. I don't know. I mean, if we give away Will Myers, I, I think I'm gonna take a contract out on AJ Prowler. I'm not really sure what what to make of it. But what I've heard, and I don't know what you guys know. You guys have the inside scoop that we're still trying to get rid of John Jay. We still want to get rid of Derek Norris. And I've heard stuff about Solarde, and he's like one of our best players. Well, anybody that's good here in San Diego must be get they they must be immediately released or traded. That's just a rule when you sign on to play for the San Diego Padres. If you have a batting average above 275, we will trade you because that's just too high. We feel comfortable when you hit below 275, preferably in the 220 range. That's what we like here in San Diego. So, so what did your expert baseball person say? He said the Padres are going to be good in 3-4 years. So we just had Connor Dorney on, and you must have been tuning in. You got our, our, our expert from Phoenix. He was saying that our, our future could be bright if two of the prospects that we landed end up turning out to be stars, one of which is the guy in Boston or was in Boston who's 19 and throws 99 miles per hour. So it's possible as long as his arm stays on its, you know, as long as his arm's attached to his body, that's always the risk. Sometimes those guys blow their elbows out. And then, of course, the center fielder that we got from Toronto – is supposed to be highly rated, so he could end up being good. Who knows? Okay, so basically they're they're looking at the Padres and and our history of a, of strong farm systems and all those guys materializing and thinking that we're really going to make this work. Yeah, um, we're, we're relying on a nineteen year old, a nineteen year old, by the way, who just got drafted. No real minor league stats and uh, a a pretty good center fielder, although he hasn't had many at bats yet either in the Blue Jays system. Oh, and I, I think I mentioned this, a 31-year-old coming off domestic violence who we've already released. Oh, yeah, Hector. My buddy yes. Hector. Your buddy He's... Hector Oliveira. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. No, this is, this, is, this is a joke. I mean, I don't know what to say. I, I, and when do you make these decisions? Like, I don't, not that when do you make the decisions. When do you do something this poor and you're not held accountable for it? Well, Anthony, what I want to know you... is, have you been invited to one of these parties? Because A.J. Preller apparently parties until 4 a.m. every night. I'm just curious, when is he going to invite some of the fans to these parties? <laughs> He's having these secret parties, and he must he must do it where, hey, I'm going to invite a, a random fan, and they're going to tell me what trade I should do next. First, though, we're going to have about six cocktails, and then we'll decide what we should do. I, I, I don't know what's I don't know what's going on. I do know that I, I this this is factual. In 2010, right? The Padres were good in 2010, if you recall. 90 wins, 92 wins, second place, right? Remember, yeah, right. one game, one game out of the playoffs. I went and saw five games that season. Five games, maybe not a ton, but still, that's quite a bit of money. 100, 150 bucks, two tickets, handful of tickets, friends, whatever, um, drinks, beers, hot dogs, the whole deal. And you know what? I haven't seen five games since then. Yeah, so, no, I haven't either. I, I think the only popular game was the All-Star game, and that was because the Padre players weren't really in the All-Star game. I'm, I'm, I'm beyond disappointed. As a matter of fact, I hate to say it, I haven't even watched the Padre game since I gave away Pomerantz. I don't even know what, what that trade was. You have all these guys. They're starting to do decent. I don't mean the Padres. I mean the players individually, and you're just going to get rid of each one and you're not going to get back major league ready talent. You're going to get just pipe dreams, possibilities, minor league guys, 19-year-old guys. And we've seen this. We've seen this with Venable. We've seen it with Maben. We saw it with Jerko. We saw it with Lubke. These guys just, they don't always produce. They don't by, always By the way, out. did you see Jerko hit like five straight home runs against the Potters in five oh, games he, this year? He killed us. Absolutely. I don't don't ask me. I don't know why we traded Jerko, and I don't. Although I'm fine with the John Jay trade, but now they want to give up John Jay. 
So it's like that's what what you know. I'm still I'm still trying to get over somebody like James Loney. If you recall, we had him. We never called him up. He never played. He's batting 290 for the Mets right now, in the middle of his the middle of their batting order, and they're in. They're that's a too high, team. but but Anthony, that's too high. We we established <laughs> this. 275 is our maximum. I I apologize. So I uh, uh, this is this is going down, going down. Um, I don't know what to do. I'm I'm upset. I'm upset. Um, Who's our closer, by the way? I, I don't even know. Who's even starting tomorrow? Who's starting pitching tomorrow? Does anybody here know? Well, We've given away Brandon, all of our starters, I think, at this point. <laughs> Colin Ray Brandon was... Mauer. Brandon Mauer. Brandon oh. Mauer is our closer. I think Josh should just show up tomorrow and be like, yep, I'm here to uh, to pitch. Oh, is that the guy we got in the trade with the Blue Jays? Okay, come on in. Yeah, yeah, get a uniform on. We'll throw you out there. You could actually probably pull it off in San Diego. If you showed up, you were wearing some gear, you had a ba- baseball bag, you might be able to... You might be able to sneak into the dugout and pull something off like that. That would be amazing. That yep. would be amazing. Yep, I, I think so. And then you just uh, you see. AJ I'll just wear in a hidden. Corner. I'll just wear a hidden GoPro. There you go. And we see AJ Preller in the corner. You know, probably got his own little bar, his own mini bar to himself. And we're like, oh, well, this makes sense. And then the one of the team employees is like, yep, he's here all day. I'm like, well, yeah, well, I, I could see that. But I don't know. I, yeah, I'm just speculating. But at least I'm giving AJ an out here. If it was just because the 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 drinking or the late nights, I could I could see why. If this was literally <laughs> oh on eight hours of sleep and I've had a good hearty breakfast and I decided to trade BJ Upton for nothing, then I'm like, we we should check his uh wh- where is his neurological. Wh- we should examine that the, the brain here for for some some something's missing. I don't know what it well, is. Well, when when do you get held accountable? That's all I want to know. When do you get held accountable for some of these calls? He went from having this crazy offseason last year where everyone's excited to to possibly this crazy fire sale where people where the entire city of San Diego, every Padre fan is is quitting. I think I, I, don't I think know it's what to say. I, Anthony, I think it's I think I just thought of something. It could just be bipolar. It could be bipolar. He just Oh, I like it. Yeah, one year he's all about let's let's get all the veterans. The next year he does literally a 180. And then next year so you, he's going to go out and all the prospects we just got, which by the way, I don't <laughs> think are that valuable, he's going to try to flip those and and he'll probably sign oh, maybe A-Rod. He'll sign A-Rod to uh, <laughs> a huge deal and give away our prospects for a 42-year-old can't stay on the field. That'd be great. A-Rod, Justin Murnau, you know, so, some some great names that can't play ball anymore. Yeah, guys um, that were great in 06. <sighs> That's what we do. Um, guys that were great 10 years ago, let's bring them over. You remember Mike Piazza. I mean, guys like that just throughout oh, time. I remember always... Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza, Ryan Ludwig, Lime- Miguel Tejada. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember these guys. <laughs> I remember these guys. They were, they were, they were, they were key players. Every, everybody's gonna all these guys that end up winning world series it's funny you look at all the teams that played for it, and it was like yeah that guy was really good as a giant or that guy was really good as a cardinal or a or a <laughs> Mets. and then they're like who else did they play for oh they played for the Padres for one season one random season at the end of their career or in the beginning at the very beginning and then they traded him away well i just keep looking at have you seen who the leadoff hitter is for the nationals right now who's on fire i have not seen the nationals although Trey i did see the Trey oh, Turner. Trey Turner. Yes, Trey Turner. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I don't know if you have been tuning in to all of our podcasts, Anthony, but we did mention maybe a month ago, Josh and I ran into Bryce Harper at In-N-Out 
over on Rosecrans Street, over in Point Loma area. No joke. We ran into Bryce Harper at like midnight. He was with his girlfriend who I saw on Instagram. He just married her, actually. So we saw saw her as well. And he actually was really cool. He talked to us a little bit. We were asking about the game because they just played the Padres. And then we were like, yeah, the Padres, we're, we're kind of lifelong fans, but we're frustrated with all the trades they do. And he's like, yeah, yeah, thanks for uh, Trey Turner. He actually said that. He said, thank you for Trey Turner. And I was like, oh, my oh. God. Even even Bryce is, like, you know, chiming in on how bad management is here. That's – there's not – there's of course he is because Trey Turner is batting in front of him. I mean, I don't know what to say. The, the kid's fast. He's fast and he gets on base and he can hit the ball. He's awesome. Yeah. Who do we tra- – what did we – what was the trade? I don't even – was Trey Turner and Joe Ross for who? Um, I think we, we traded him with um, a lot of money for uh, some craft brew. Some craft brewery stuff. I'm pretty sure AJ was low on brewery on on beer that <laughs> night and uh, was thirsty, real thirsty. So yeah, oh. I don't know what to say either, Anthony. Although might've, I, might've, I'm trying to get a protest. Some, I'm trying to get a protest going, Josh. They might, you might, they might have thrown some sour patch gummy worms into that trade too. <laughs> Possibly. Who knows? Some Swedish fish. Love it. Love it. But so yeah. you're organizing a protest. I want to, and I think that we should start organizing seriously a protest, hopefully maybe in the next month, and get as many people down there, many Daily Zipper fans as possible down there, and, and see if we can get a, a little bit of notice, you know, make sure people know, hey, there's people unhappy here in San see, Diego. I, with these I say we just fire the Padres, kick them out of town, have the Chargers take over Petco Park. Yeah, and the Chargers, who can't sign anybody, by the way, they can't sign their first-round draft pick. That's a discussion we'll have in the future. I don't want to talk Chargers right now. But, yes, they're, they're in a, uh, both of them are just pathetic. The Chargers and the Padres, can we just agree they're both pathetic? Anyways. Yes, I, they're bad. San Diego. San Diego needs help. San Diego needs help. But yeah, thank God we have the know, beach, Anthony. At least we can go there and enjoy ourselves and not San worry Diego, about all me in. We need a Count sports the therapist. Protest. All right, Anthony's in on the protest, Josh. So we got Anthony, big time, Daily Zipper follower. He, he's there. So we're already building our numbers up one by one here. So we're going to we keep, keep it up. Yeah, we'll, we'll have four. We're going to have five. We're going to have six by the end of the night. I know it, Josh. So. You need 10. You need 10 to 20 people, and you'll get noticed. You'll get noticed. You'll change the world. That's what happens. I agree. What happens. I, I think this is a go. So we're going to be doing that. Be on the lookout, Anthony. We'll keep you in the loop. Keep of course, you're following us at... TheDailyZipper.com. I know you are. and following you, I'm following you guys on Twitter. And on Twitter. Make you on sure Twitter. you follow follow me as well, Anthony. It's at ThomasJamesDZP. And that's my Twitter handle. I'm trying to get that out as much as possible today. And uh, also, of course, we have our Snapchat, which we use with our social media director, who's here, Louie, who hasn't jumped on the mic yet, but Louie is here. Say hi to uh, one of our big-time listeners, Anthony. Louie is on the line. Hey, what's going hey, on, Anthony? Up, Hopefully uh, you keep uh, listening to the rest of the podcast. And if you haven't signed up for Snapchat, you got to check out those zip bits, right? They're pretty fun. Those zip bits. Will do. Will do. What's the, what's the, what's the, uh, what's, one more time, what's your, your handle on Twitter? My handle is Tom? at Thomas James. DZP standing for Daily Zipper Podcast. So at Thomas James DZP, you can find me there. I like to usually I'll tweet at least once a day. I'll try to tweet more and uh, make sure everybody's getting those. Oh, Anthony just followed me, everyone. 
we have this on our podcast live. Anthony live. is now. Now live follow. On. Live follow. Yeah, we've been doing some Facebook Live, although we got the uh, thumbs down today from Louie. Louie said, you know, I don't think it's worth it. Let's just post it later on the website. Yeah, we're going to do some uh, live interviews, I think. That's the next thing. Instead of yep. doing Facebook Live, the, the show, I think we're just going to talk to people that are passing by and ask them questions about what's going on right now and latest in sports. All right, all right. Love it. I'm going to tweet you guys. I'm going to tweet you guys as soon as I get off the phone. You guys are awesome. Keep it up. Keep me posted. Keep me posted on this protest. Because we will. need to help the front office. This is a joke. This is a joke. We we agree, and we appreciate you calling in and letting us know your your opinion, your thoughts, your you know your feelings on this. Because we feel the same way, and I'm sure many many people in the city do as well. All right, guys. All right, Anthony. Have a good rest of your night, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for having me in. I'll listen to the rest of your show. Be good. Bye. That was Anthony on the line, our caller with us today. And he had a lot to say, which was good. We're glad to have callers call in, voice their opinion. Happy to get a different opinion other than that status quo of, well, I think the Padres are going to build for the future and let's get rid of all of our best players and it'll be all hunky-dory, right, and all great. Well, I'm kind of tired of seeing that because let's be honest, Josh, they've spent the last 10 years saying that and we still haven't made the playoffs. So we got 10 years and running of no playoffs and I'm hoping to see some results sometime soon. Like I said, I'm serious about that protest, Josh. What, one decade? Let's go for two. <laughs> right. So anyway, let's get on to our last segment of tonight. I'm going to be asking Louie his thoughts about the San Diego segment. Oh, Louie yeah. is going to give us his thoughts on what the Chargers should do, because I do want to get a little bit of Chargers talk in here. Louie, the big news right now at a Chargers camp is that Joey Bosa, number three overall pick in the draft, is the only first-round pick not to sign with the team that he was drafted by. That, of course, being the San Diego Chargers. What is going on? Louie, you've been a lifelong Bolts fan. I've known you for years. You you wear the, the blue and gold, and you wear that, that Chargers shirt all the time. I see you in it. What's going on? What, what, before, what's your feeling Before right Louie answers that question, I just want to say I am so excited to hear what Louie has to say. His words are gold, so pay attention, people. <laughs> I'm actually really sad. Uh, thank you very much, Josh. Um, I'm pretty sad, man. You know, it, it just having this this last few years, um, our team is is not the best. You know, we've seen way better days. You know, those golden days with the LT. You know, and and it's just really sad to see where the team is going and how how they're they're. It seems like the team is not really committed to the to the to San Diego, which kind of makes me sad. But um, so it's just an overall sad thing, you know. Like I, I wish people were more excited to be coming to San Diego because it is an amazing, amazing city uh, with a lot of great fans out here. So now I do want the listeners to be aware that as sad as Louis may be, he always finds happiness in cornhole. And we're down here at Carnita's Snack Shack where they have the best cornhole setup. That's right. Louis and Josh play one on one. They go, they go at it. I, they, love- I see the glee. In their faces when they play. <laughs> That's right. So we have yet to we have yet to play our post recording uh, game here. Because so. you guys know, as always, I, I love to make it in the hole, and it's a uh, it's it's a pretty great <laughs> it's a pretty great feeling when you just sink it in, bro. There's it's, something about you get it. Some points. <laughs> there's something about Louis. You, you I think there's you've touched on something for, there. For those people that don't know what subject. For those that people that don't know what cornhole is, is those two. There's two um pretty much place play uh 
what are they like boards? They're where boards, you, yes. Where you throw the beanbag in and you're trying to make it onto the board. And if you make it actually in the center, right in the hole, you get more points. And the goal is to get to 21. So and you get to hang out <laughs> with the Daily Zipper crew. We're here every Sunday this summer, and it's here on Broadway and Harbor. We're here right on the bay. You can watch the sailboats as they go by and play a little cornhole. They got great food, tacos, burritos, and they got drinks as well. So it's a great spot. And just talk sports with us. You know, we met some good people earlier today. We played cornhole with some people from Phoenix. They gave us their thoughts on like some of the, the Suns and Diamondbacks and on and on and on. So we love talking sports with the people that come out. All of our listeners That's are invited. Right. And Louie, what else what else should the people well, know? Let me let me ask you this, Thomas James. Um, what are you, some of your top picks right now coming up in uh, fantasy football? Because I'm really excited. Uh, That's right. I'm really excited about The Daily about Zipper that. Fantasy Football League is about to get in full swing. Yes, the NFL is back in training camps right now. And some of my top picks for fantasy football this year, well, I don't want to give them all away because, again, we're going to be competing. You, Josh, me, <laughs> Dang, it didn't work. It didn't work. I almost had him. I almost had him. Almost <laughs> had me. Almost had me, Louis. I will say this. I'll state the obvious. I think Cam Newton is going to be very valuable this season, boys. I I'm know I'm going on a limb there. I'm definitely looking forward to drafting Terrell Pryor, who has moved to wide receiver Oh, this year. Josh is letting us know his dark dark horse right there okay josh nice. terrell Pryor. uh one of the best receivers i would say in the league best receiver right now antonio brown come on guys what do you Antonio guys brown best now best right no now. it was it was brandon marshall i saw I actually made a bet was it with antonio brown yes brandon marshall made a bet with that's antonio right brown over a porsche whoever yes, whoever uh, the porsche has in the in the, in the rolls royce that's right yeah whoever has more receiving <laughs> yards right gets the car. That's gonna be a great. That's gonna be a great, great bet. I hope they. I don't. I haven't um, looked into it, but I hope that they actually take the bet. It's. It's gonna be fun, right? I do too. I'm also looking will. forward to drafting Jimmy Garoppolo. Is my second pick in the draft. Ah, ah, yes. The next Tom Brady. Apparently, well, if you talk to some of these fans that think the Potters are making great moves right now, they probably would be on board with Jimmy Garoppolo getting drafted in the second overall slot. But, yes, I hope Josh does that if he gets the second overall pick. That would be a good laugh for everybody there. Um, I think that some other interesting picks will be, like, Jared Goff, the new quarterback in Saint in L.A. I won't say St. All Louis. Right. All right. L.A. All right. That's going to be kind of weird, having a team two hours from us now playing football. That's kind of exciting. That's it also is exciting. Bringing, so if the Chargers are 0-10. Bringing football to the West Coast. Bringing football to the West Coast near, near our home. So it should be should be fun and exciting. It's kind of like the Angels see. in baseball for us. You know, they're in a totally different league. We can go up and root for them and not really worry because they're, they're not going to play the Chargers unless it's the Super Bowl. So it's kind of fun seeing the Rams back. I'm, I'm having a good time with it. I see some Rams jerseys as we as we watch people walk by. And I don't know if the, I don't know if this is uh, – were did the Rams play in L.A. before or did they play in they San did. Diego? They played in L.A. for 49 years. Louis. Yeah, right. And then that's they right. went to St. Louis for 21. Okay, that's right. And they're right. back, back so in L.A. That's, that's kind of exciting, you know, bringing oh. those uh, old – Old school fans. We're good, yes. That's uh, our good friend here at Carnita Snack Shack. He's asking us if we're good out here, having some fries out here like right always, now. Like always, the the staff here at Carnita Snack Shack always making sure that we're well fed and uh, got our, dr our drinks ready. So Marley's always <laughs> here. So Marley's here. If you want to join the Daily Zipper crew on Sundays, we will. Marley Farley. All right. So, However, I am also greatly looking forward to picking up the Chargers defense. Ah, the that was one defense. of my top draft picks. Ah, well. They did super great last season, going four and twelve. I think uh, they'll have another stellar season this year. Well, Josh, I look forward to watching your draft 
and seeing who you draft because this sounds like quite an entertaining selection that you have here, a, a selection of picks that you got in your, your, your mind. Um, but what else, Louie? I will say this. I think that you're going to see a big season this year from Aaron Rodgers. I will tell you that Aaron Rodgers is, I think, slated to have a, a, a big year after last year where he had some injuries. Team struggled a little bit. I think Green Bay really wants to win another Super Bowl before he gets too old. So I think Aaron Rodgers is a good selection. I think Marcus Mariota could be a sleeper. If Tennessee gives him a good old line and protects him, Marcus Mariota could make a big, big step here in year two. Obviously, he was great in college, a Heisman Trophy winner at Oregon. And so we'll see if he can step up for Tennessee. In all honesty, I'm actually looking forward to the Carson Wentz versus Sam Bradford battle over in Philadelphia. I'm looking forward to seeing if Carson Wentz nabs that starting job, possible uh, rushing threat, sort of like a Marcus Mariota or a Tim Tebow-esque quarterback, That's but right. with an arm, with a cannon of an arm. So we'll There's see what happens of, in that battle. A lot of quarterback battles that will be going on in the next few months. Denver, obviously, will have a new quarterback with Manning retiring, so we'll see if Mark Sanchez can grab that job. As far as running backs go, you got Todd Gurley coming back. He had a strong rookie year last season, even though he missed the first few games. He was a killer uh, fantasy sleeper pick in the second half of the season. I'm really interested to see if he can hold up for a whole year. He's had some knee injuries in the past, but we'll see. Obviously, you look back at that draft a couple years ago, it's between him and Gordon, who's here in San Diego, Melvin Gordon. So we'll see how he bounces Excellent back. draft pick for you listeners out there. Melvin Gordon, he'll have another great productive second. even say it with a straight face. Somehow I, Josh could barely say that without laughing. For those of you that were listening and intently, you probably heard some laughter there. But, yeah, we'll see if Melvin Gordon can, can respond with a better season this year. It would be nice to I'd see I'd almost that. rather pick Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles. Boy, he's been around forever, by the way. Darren Sproles, that is a guy that's done unbelievable things in the NFL for his size and to be in the league now for, what, 12 years? That's awesome. But, yeah, it's going to be exciting I'll this take year. retired Jerome Bettis over Melvin Gordon next season. <laughs> retired Jerome Bettis. Yep, yep. But, yeah, it's going to be exciting this year. I can't wait to get football season going. Obviously, here in San Diego with the Potters not being, not being very competitive, we're all looking forward to a new team stepping on the field. But I think that about wraps it up for today. Again, we had Connor Dorney on. Thanks to him for joining us. We had our, our caller line. We had Anthony join us via the caller segment. And, of course, Louie, good work today. He was getting us on Snapchat today, taking some, some photos, some videos, and joining us here with a little discussion at the end. So thank you, Louie. And, again, Louie Cerrone is here. Louie, what, uh, what do you have to say here? And just like always, check us out on Facebook, Twitter. Check out Thomas James' Twitter. And uh, don't forget to watch your zip bits on Snapchat. They're really fun. Yeah. No, the zip bits, I really think people need to check those out because Louie does an excellent job of putting out the big news in a very entertaining way. And, again, those are the zip bits on Snapchat. Josh, anything the listeners should know before we leave them and come back next week? Have a great week, everybody. Have the a pleasure great week. was all mine. Keep it, yes. Keep it simple. Have a wonderful week, everyone. And remember, you can find us, like Louis said, Facebook, Twitter. Again, that's Thomas James DZP and the website, thedailyzipper.com. This is your host, Thomas James, signing off.